Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Authority in the church and in the state. Yesterday we looked at how important it is to have the right attitudes towards our leaders in the church, that we're not to judge them, rather pray for them, and uh, everything we do should be underpinned with that spirit of submission. We have to honour them. And uh, today you're going to talk about marriage, and I guess the same principles apply, Colin. <laughs> well, now, of course, this is always very interesting, isn't it? Uh, we, we know that Paul says, wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Now, I was saying last week that there's a wrong kind of spiritual authoritarianism, which is not really um, true spiritual authority. And uh, you find that, unfortunately, in some leaders, and then there's hurt. Well, there are some Christian husbands who use this scripture in an authoritarian way instead of with real authority, and they cause a lot of hurt and damage in their marriages. This is not a whip to beat your wife with. And you can only understand this scripture if you read on, uh, because the next thing Paul says is, husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. You see, we can submit to the authority of Jesus because he has given himself in love and a husband can expect the wife to acknowledge his spiritual leadership in the marriage and over the family, um, so long as the husband is seeking to love the wife as Christ loved the church. The tall you've, order, isn't it? You've got to, well, you've got to put these two things together. Now, it, you know, it isn't that you have to reach the husband has to reach a, st a state of perfection before the wife submits. Uh, but what Paul is really saying is this, that where the husband truly loves the wife, then the wife will be able to submit to the husband. What creates so many difficulties in Christian marriages is the wife is often spiritually stronger than the man. Now, that's the man's fault. It's not the wife's fault. And it's because there are so many Christian men that do not rise up to fulfill their spiritual calling in the Lord. Why do you think that is? Well, it can be for any number of reasons. Um, they are not sufficiently submitted to God themselves. They are not necessarily men of prayer. They do not devote themselves to the Lord. They might make excuses that they're busy, that they've got work to do, and boom, 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 and all the rest of it. But you see, what we've, what we've discovered as we've been talking about authority is that you only have as much authority as you are submitted to the Lord's authority. So if a husband is truly submitted to the Lord's authority, the wife will have no problem in submitting to his authority in the marriage. I've been married for 44 years. There has never, ever been a situation in my marriage where my wife has found it difficult to submit to my spiritual leadership 
in the, in the marriage and in the family. Why? Because she knows and recognizes how I am submitted to the Lord. So there's no problem. And she knows that I love her. And there, because obviously with a ministry like mine, I am a lot stronger spiritually than my wife, although my wife is a very, very strong spiritual woman, you know, strong spiritually, very humble, very gracious, a wonderful spiritual woman. But obviously in my apostolic ministry, I have to be a leader and I have to be stronger. Um, but that's, that's never caused a problem. But it meant that when she was a young Christian, she had to just trust my decisions, trust my spiritual sensitivity. When she was not at that stage in her life able to discern things spiritually in the way that I did, but it was never a problem for her because she knew how I was submitted to the Lord. So if I said, you know, the Lord is wanting us to do so-and-so, there would never be an argument about it. Right, well, that's what we will do. Even, even to making a far-reaching decision, uh, when I had to say to her, the Lord wants us to live in community, to open our home and to have really needy people living with us. Now, she was not a strong believer. She, had not, she was not developed spiritually at that time. Uh, but she trusted me. And uh, so we made that decision. And, of course, she actually blossomed spiritually in that. She, she just grew to be such a strong woman of faith. Uh, and really a spiritual leader in her own right because of the way in which she ministered to so many people, often very, very needy people that came to live with us. So, I can hear many Christian wives just longing for husbands like you then, Colin, who's, <laughs> who don't have husbands, who give that sort of leadership. I, to be really honest and practical, what, how should they behave? Well, you've got to encourage your husband. That I think the problem for many Christian husbands is they feel judged by their wives. And um, that will always produce tension. Uh, also, you know, a, a um, Christian woman must not boss her husband. She must not try to wear the spiritual trousers. I'm not now talking about, you know, soulish behavior, but spiritually. And uh, that requires grace for the wife. Um, and, and I think the the reason why some men do not grow spiritually is because they leave it all to the wife because she just bosses the whole situation anyway. And the wife has therefore got quite a lot to account for as to why the husband does not develop spiritually. She can be holding him back. She can be words. holding him back. I mean, he just sort of, what's the point? She's she takes over spiritually anyway. So, you know, there are, there can be all these tensions. But of course, where you have both these things, where the husband loves the wife, not just at the natural level, but you know, in really, um, as as Christ loves the church, you know, there's that divine love as well as the human love. And then the wife will find it so much easier to submit to that love, because if you submit, you know, if the husband loves the wife, what are you doing? You're submitting to love. But 
I come across some terrible, terrible situations where husbands have really lauded it over their wives and they just use this as a, a rod to beat them with. I'm the spiritual head of the family. You would do what I say. Well, that's not how Christ leads his church. That doesn't either. persuade anybody. It doesn't. Well, you see, God commands us, but he always waits for our response of love. If you love me, you will obey commands. So it's not for a Christian husband to browbeat his wife into submission. So where, where there is that genuine love and a good relationship in the marriage, then both can develop spiritually together. Uh, let me just say here, that does not mean they do all their praying together. I, it's good if husbands and wives pray together, but I don't believe that should be their sole spirituality because the scripture says, Jesus says, when you pray, you go alone into your chamber, shut the door, and you pray to your father in secret. And therefore, the husband and the wife, they should have their own prayer times where they can develop spiritually with the Lord and they can develop their relationship with the Lord and they can come together and pray as well. But that time of praying together is never a replacement for those personal relationship that each is to develop with the Lord. I believe that to be very, very important. And you see, if all they ever do is just pray together, then the weaker one will always depend upon the stronger one and uh, both won't necessarily grow and develop in the way that God intends. So it's just a question of, of really uh, fulfilling the word of God. And then a little later in, in Ephesians, uh, Paul says, children, obey your parents. <laughs> I don't know how many children listen to this program, but um, <clears throat> obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Uh, when our kids were growing up, you know, I sometimes used to, to quote this to them, children, obey your parents. And, of course, they became very cute spiritually, uh, not too old an age, and they would quote back to me, the following verse, Father, do not exasperate your children. <laughs> so this would always lead to a good laugh between us. Um, but that is, a, that is a very important scripture, Father, do not exasperate your children. Why? Because, you, again, you're not there just to boss your children, especially as they grow older. You want to see them grow and develop in the Lord. Um, it says, instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Now, listen, uh, that is the responsibility of fathers, not of mothers. All the mothers will have an important part to play, especially when the children are young. But you fathers, listen to me, you have the responsibility under God to bring your children up, to train them, and to give them instruction in the Lord. And you see, again, that assumes that the father is the spiritual head in the home and that he is the one who is therefore going to be exercising that responsibility. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 